past life, drinking my coffee. Hello. Hey, how you doing? Good. I also have a coffee. Oh, and you know, the reason that I need the coffee, I just freaking love coffee. Yeah, me too. It's um, it's the nectar of the gods. <laughs> Honestly, like. My favorite chocolate bars are coffee crisps. My favorite ice cream is coffee ice cream or cappuccino ice cream. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. I, I feel you. That makes sense. Um, Before we go crazy, hey, it's Angie. And it's Shauna. Hope you're all doing fine today. It is gorgeous. Yeah, same here. here. It's springtime. Like spring is oh. spring is in the air and it feels really good. There's hardly any snow in my backyard except for there is a lot of dog poop. Well, I have a little scenario <laughs> uh, that's different here. We still have a lot of snow. It's only just starting to warm up and the puddles. Like there's a lot oh. of snow to get through and there's a lot of puddles. You haven't had as much snow as we have. So, no, and actually we talked about this last week that you had so much snow and the, the worry was that uh, if the weather came in hot, you could end up flooding, so. Yeah, so far not, like still lots of puddles. I don't know about the flooding yet, but I guess we'll wait and see. But yeah, last episode, when the day we recorded, I think I was actually, I had snow, like it was snowing. Oh so. yeah, you had, you had um, another blizzard coming in something like that yeah i'm just yeah, yeah. Uh, you know i won't be surprised if we get one more but for the most part it's been sunny blue skies good um i want to stay away from us just dating the dates just because sometimes we post the episodes several days after we record but how did the daylight savings weeks treat you um i don't like losing an hour even though well um it it throws me off because it's like okay uh i'm gonna start supper and it's like holy smokes it's almost time for bed yeah it's that just throws me off and when i first woke up that day i normally get up between 6 to 7 30 and around there and so when i woke up and i looked at my phone it said 8 30 i was like wow did i ever sleep in i didn't it was 7 30 but still it it just throws me off for the it only throws me off for like two days and then I'm good I'm good to go but honestly I'm with other people why do we have this in the first place Saskatchewan doesn't have it why do we have it yeah Uh, and I struggled a little a little with it this week um not like not terribly but just enough that I could I felt a little off and tired but I did I remember reading up on it before so again Saskatchewan doesn't have it and the reason why some of the other provinces choose to do it, um, it does have to do with circadian rhythms, I believe it was that I read. So this is interesting. It was a few months ago I read this. And they, they were looking at the timelines. I think it's when we were, when we were falling back. I, um, I, I did the reading. Anyways, in Alberta... If you were not to change times uh, and stay consistent, you wouldn't start getting sunlight till 9.30 in the morning in certain parts of the province, or it would be dark at 3.30 in certain parts of the province. And they're like, that just really would mess up with people's circadian rhythms. Because really, could you imagine, and again, way different, you've experienced this, you grew up in the north, where you get that (laughs) perpetual daylight or the perpetual dark. But like in Alberta, so it was, I think they used Calgary and Grand Prairie as two point, points to re- reference of certain times of day and how drastically different it would be if they did not do daylight savings. Um, I remember growing up in the Northwest Territories where I would get to school and then I would start seeing the sun coming up. You know, there was many times I'd be walking to school and it would be dark. Yeah, like you would only get, what, five hours of sunlight in certain seasons? No, not really. More like six, maybe seven. You know, like it would start getting light at about nine o'clock and then about four o'clock it would 
start to get dark and everything else. And, you know, I, I had this little rabbit snare line. And I'd get home from school and I would run and go and check my, my snares. That's fair. <laughs> Before it got dark, right? Before it got dark, because you didn't want me stuck in the in the bush, in the dark. Like I could survive without a problem, but still, I was more scared of the wolves and everything else that could be out there. So, yeah. Well, there you go. <laughs> well, there's a little tidbit for y'all. <laughs> you did not expect to hear that today, did you? <laughs> no. <laughs> how's so, what, what? How's your day? What did you do today? Absolutely. Oh, no, I did. I, you know, like I, I made a butternut squash soup. Mm. Yeah. So I noticed that my peppers were starting to look a little wrinkled and I have an apple and, and everything else. So I went, okay, I have some butternut squash. I'm just gonna, you know, cook that up with all my everything else. And yeah, that's, I'll probably freeze half of it, and then the rest I'll I food prep for the rest of the week, so I'll have lunches. That sounds like a really good soup. So you put Monty, peppers and onions in it, or no pepper, peppers and apples? I put apples in. The very last thing I put in is I dice up my apples really small, and then I just uh well I blend everything and then I put the apples in and then I just stir it in so when you go to eat this very creamy soup you might have a little chunk of an apple in there and does it help sweeten it up is that your like the intention of the apple as a flavor well it also has sage in it so you know you get this ooh, you taste it and it's like oh and then also nice. this little sweet tart taste yeah sounds delicious so, and I honestly, I throw every vegetable I have in there. So right now there's like celery, carrots. Um, I didn't put a potato in and just everything. And then once it is all soft and whatever, I throw it in a blender with my broth that I also have going on the stove right now because that's what I'm doing. And then after that, I throw in the the apple and then yeah. there you go lunches are done so. did you watch um any well so as we've already uh admitted to everyone we've both binged the season special season of inventing anna did you rewatch episode three i did and uh, monty also watched it too and he's so invested in it also now he is doing his own little research and then he you know tells me stuff and nice. <laughs> yes so today's uh topic that he brought up to me was they think that Anna's back in Germany and I'm like oh okay uh you know I don't know where he's getting his information oh like so real I... time you mean like today today's date she's yes. in Germany yeah. yeah well she was at one point I did when I was looking into it right after I finished um and again, with a spoiler alert, I guess, but she had been with, so we've kind of already done the spoiler alert in the sense that she's obviously not in jail if she's back in Germany. So do we talk about what, I won't say anything other than at one point she was detained by ICE and she had been detained by ICE for, I think it was two years. Yeah. So if she's back in Germany, they've either deported her or something else. I don't know. Unfortunately, you know, Monty's not giving me all his, uh, his info. <laughs> <laughs> what did you think uh, of this? Um, so for me, this particular uh, episode was interesting because they used, um, they, they really were, were honing in on Val as the reporter and then breaking the story down, um, her getting the points of view from Nora and from Chase. Yes. Um, I think that the fact that Chase lied to her right from the get-go, where she had that woman come up and, you know, they were having that little conversation and she was like, so where's Chase? And uh, Anna was like, well, he's at that 
I can't remember the name of it. And the woman goes, well, he can't be. They canceled that. And yeah, then... it was in Berlin. At some yes. Sort of... So Anna loses her friggin' mind and starts phoning him and confronts him. And he hangs up on her. And then she just melts down. Like you can see phoning and phoning and calling. And then she's crying. And then she's almost threatening to end her life and and such and and then shows up yeah and then it shows up well she goes to meet up with his computer uh what is he a graphic artist yeah he's a programmer designer artist whatever yes and he was able to show her how to uh what's the word oh my goodness this is not a good day for my words today i can't use my words where you can well she was able he was able to like find where he was posting from yes yes so from there she ended up in ohio knocking on his parents door and there he was and she was really upset she was like you said you were from immigrant parents goes well i am my mom was immigrated from canada when she was two and what yeah not exactly the meaning that you were trying to portray for sure exactly well and it was interesting because like throughout the version of so kind of to backtrack it a bit val hadn't been able to find chase to get corroborated vivian vivian or sorry vivian vivian i keep calling her val i don't know why anyways vivian was kind of the episode started with her with anna and kind of just poking at Anna a little bit, saying, like, you loved him. He matters. Because Anna was kind of really cold and bitter. Not bitter. That's not the word. Cold and, like, harsh. Like, he was a means to an end. I used him. I didn't care about him. And, and kind of mean to everyone around her in this particular episode, the way they portrayed her. Um, mm-hmm. But Vivian's like, no, you loved him. Like, you went and met his parents. And was kind of digging in with Chase and really kind of Chase was elusive to her. And then finally said to him, like, look, I've got the story. I don't need you. But and she said this to to Anna as well. Like, if you guys want to represent yourselves in this story properly, why don't you talk to me? And and she also did that with Nora because it was a very interesting perspective how this episode told the story. Of what happened Mm -hmm. in there, like from the fashion week to Val, like their friend Val, like after they kind of done them dirty in in Paris and they stayed with Nora and how Nora just like catered to Chase and almost treated Anna like she was. Well, the hired help. help. Yeah, the help. Yeah, yeah. And in that storyline, can I go through that one? Like in that storyline, it shows you how she she maneuvered her way into Nora's graces but what you don't find out to the very end is also why Nora's in this story at all and why she doesn't she's like I can't be connected to this story I cannot be connected to Anna like my my work she does a lot of um what's the work where you fundraise for a lot of causes because she's um, anthropolop I can't say it philanthropic work (laughs) that that sounds good to me i'm butchering it but anyway (laughs) so she's really really like no 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 can't do it chase was like hardcore into the startup in 2014 nora was the mentor he she was helping him get connections helping him get funding um and then how each of their stories kind of played a different light on each other as well and their relationship with and how anna was like portrayed in the middle of it all and at the end of the day Anna ended up defrauding Nora $400,000 Nora started noticing Anna because she was like oh are those your glasses are those your shoes you you look good today what she didn't realize is Anna was putting this all on her accounts at Bergendorf or wherever because she was treating her like the help throwing her her credit card and making her do all her errands so Anna was just paying herself, essentially. <laughs> yes. And then did a yes. backhanded gift 
at the one of the first times she went shopping with her, shopping, had the outing, whatever you want to call it, there was this stuffed peacock and shipped it to her as a gift. <laughs> uh, you know, the thing is, though, I think Anna saw these, these two people, you know, Chase and her have a relationship, but he, all he's thinking about is his own company mm -hmm. that he is trying to get going. And so he is allowing Nora to treat Anna in such a backhanded, you're hired help sort of way. And he's he, like, oh, sorry, but I hope you're okay with it. Exactly. Like he saw it and kept kind of going on with it and would even poke Anna with it. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, she doesn't really like you or oh, we're going to go to, like, he kept promising the world and never coming through in terms of her Anna Delvey foundation. But he's like, but wake, but wake. And like, oh, you're going to dress like that? No, you can't have memorized that. And she's like, I, I speak seven languages and I have an eidetic memory. Test me. And she would often twist things around and rework him. And I don't know who was smarter. I mean, she absolutely was but they were both playing a bit of a game in that sense is what I mean. Like who is more manipulating? Mm. And you know, the thing is, if she had charges put against her, why didn't he? Because he did do a lot of um, scamming also. He wasn't he in the think? country. Remember he disappeared. He's in Saudi Arabia. He oh, went dark. Goodness. So what he but had, they could put it out, you know, a warrant for his arrest. So if every steps back onto she, U.S. soil, I don't think she did. And at one point, he did have the money, and he was footing the bill. So he wasn't yeah. necessarily defrauding people in the same sense. He was in the startups; people were investing in him, and then he didn't come through. So he would probably be get, be getting nailed in a different sort of way. But he didn't go to the hotels and and fake wire money. He was actually paying for shit. Because right. he went through $3 million of investors' money. Some on, some spent on. most of it on her. Yeah, like on her, but some of it was on, well, the last, I wouldn't say just her, but the lavish lifestyle they chose to, mm. to do because they were, you know, this was Silicon Valley money. He thought he was going to be a millionaire off this app that he was creating. So, yeah, it was a, they were, and they were right in bed, like embedded into the middle of New York high society, um, had all these connections. The buzz kept well, getting he around. Was. Like, at one point she wasn't, nobody would listen to her. She went with Nora once and they started calling her and they're like, you know, so-and-so. And she just kept name dropping and it was just in a big circle. And that all led to 281 Park. So as this develops, as we get into more seasons, 281 Park becomes a major topic point. That's the building that she sets her eyes on, that she wants for the foundation. And I believe, I, I'm probably getting ahead, it's not episode three, it'll be episode four, where she starts working in, uh, where some of these other charges come in, because she starts working on getting these loans for millions of yeah. dollars. Well, four million dollars alone. Forty, per, wasn't it? Four million just for the lease on that place per year. Yeah. And yes, yeah, she was able to get forty million dollars. And mm -hmm. yes, yeah. And that's what the whole court case is about. Well, this grand larceny, right? Like, um. And as we get into that, well, we know that that's part of the argument and we don't want to go too far down because the court scenes are coming up. Yeah. But yeah. And, and the the thing, oh, go ahead. Well, it, it's obvious that what Nor uh, Anna did was she pretty much sabotaged Chase's relationship with Nora in stating that he was strapped for cash so Nora's like no nah, I don't want nothing to do with him because he's obvious yeah just but you the know game, so then I'll the game she played to lure Nora to that point was the long game yep like it was maybe not as long it wasn't the entire time but she she played the long game there and then when after she got back from Ohio and she kind of was pissy not pissy but like upset with chase about the whole thing which kind of rightfully so he'd been lying 
she packed up and left where everyone assumed she would stay. But there's a little scene where she overhears Nora getting a cough call from her credit card company on unusual charges. So I think that's why she packed up and left. Otherwise she probably would have stayed and she would have just kept playing that game. Oh yeah. She was going to get caught and it was going to be an ugly situation because $400,000 worth of charges. Well, and this lady was too proud to do anything about it. So her, so she didn't press charges and she got her money back. She got her money back, but this is all like, so Vivian, the reporter is like, you got all of your money back. Like the regular layman is like, I'm a normal person that can't get like a incorrect fraudulent $20 charge back, but you got $400,000 back. Yep. Friends in high places. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, that was, uh, the main, that is the only reason why she left. She would not have left. I think she would have kept playing that game as well. Yeah. But yeah, what an and that was like, I don't know, it was just a interesting well, dynamic and Chase just really um, I think also kind of fell out of the picture and he went dark at that point too because she just he he just lost everything and he kept trying i think he was trying to talk her in when he realized that she kind of got in with nora took over the society and he dropped a quote and i know you mentioned it and i mentioned it it was something we both wrote down was yep you know when they when she kept asking him like when are you going to help me with adf blah 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 before she found out about the lie in the family he's like the dream we dream alone is only a dream the dream we dream together we can make any reality. reality and he kept, and then, this, but he he kept focusing it. on him and then she he kept saying i'll get to you i'll get to you yours will come in time she turned it around so is she said or he said john lennon she shot it back to him and she said it was yoko ona mm-hmm. like in other words get your stories right and you know and i'm the, a better player than you are yeah the woman is, the, the it woman starts off the whole show starts off with who the Anna Del Rey, Del Rey, blah, 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 blah. Del Rey, and it goes from there. But they are both not scammers, but they, you know, from where we sit, there they are. Yeah, because they're not they going to get back. Exactly. And they, like they're saying, they're two fakers, and then they're cut from the same cloth and everything else. And and it's like, well, if that's the thing, I'm a gold dip effing copy then yes. of him. But it turns out she was sitting in Rikers, and he was sitting in a really nice hotel in Dubai, working for so, very. Who is the gold dipped? person well yeah her game caught up to her and he um he escaped it yeah i guess right so anyways that's uh that's episode three yep in a nutshell what did you do today well today i decided to go try out a local check out a gym nearby to see if it would be a fit for me because I have not really been I haven't really delved into gym life since I moved um yes it's been a long time <laughs> and I went to well, most gyms party. were closed yeah well that too and there was mask mandate there was a lot of restrictions and it, I wasn't interested in that um so I went and checked out the gym and I mean it's a pretty cut it's a cardboard gym like all of the ones across Canada would be similar I'm mm-hmm not going to plug it or diss it or anything, but we all know what the the gym with the red logo is. Um, yep. It's po- popular and famous and they're great clubs. Don't get me wrong. I-, I went to the Zumba class though today. It was really fun. She was a good instructor. I made me, made me dance. She made me smile, you know, made me sweat a lot. Um, I just don't know if it's the gym for me. So we'll see. 
Uh, I'm going to test out a few others in the area as well. But so mm -hmm. I went to the gym, I got some grocery shopping done, and then um, I accidentally took a nap. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I'm in the middle of my Saturday of like, I still have floors to clean and rugs to vacuum and laundry to finish and supper to cook. But, you know, the regular life and that will happen when it happens. I'm not going to stress about it. Let's talk more about your Zumba history. Oh, sure. What do you want to know? Because there's a history. Okay. That's for sure. Yeah. No kidding. So tell me, when did you start and go from there? Well, how, when did I start? I would say, I think the way I came around Zumba, it, it, I'll give you the long, the long version of the story. How about that? Okay. I had just moved to Edmonton. So I, I was in a similar situation as I am now with different parallels. I had family, like I wasn't alone, but I had started a new job. Um, all of my friends and life that I left behind to go to Australia for were in Calgary. But I, I got into Edmonton. I needed somewhere to stay, and that was with my parents. My brother and sister were there. My niece was there. You know, I had other cousins and, and relatives and got a job, like a, a, a reasonably good career job that I had been trying to get into kind of break into the oil and gas world let's say anyways I signed up with the gym same gym brand that I was going to before I went to Australia and I used to go to in Calgary but thought oh there's one right nearby where we're living I'll give it a try so I was going to the gym got a personal trainer was kind of getting back into that workout life and I liked it and then they had this hip-hop class in the evening so I thought oh I'm gonna try that and I was so out of shape but it was fun like the girls like oh we're gonna you know she would just break down dance routines I'm like this is kind of cool so then I remember going back again and saying oh where's that class it's not here and one of the trainers is like oh I don't that was just as kind of an, a random thing she doesn't work here anymore but there's this new class that's been here for a little while and it's like a dance fitness class you should try that and I randomly, as a participant, um, just a regular gym goer, popped into a Zumba class. Had no idea what it was. And it was awkward and weird. And then I noticed there was another class. and went back. And then I went back. And I just kept going back and looking for, because my membership, there was two gyms nearby. So we're like, oh, we can go to that gym and take classes there too. And literally would follow like two or three instructors around and became addicted to t participating in Zumba. In the meantime, I was still, I was still a, um, you know, personal, working with a personal trainer, working out on my own, really enjoying weightlifting and all different types of varieties of working out. Mm -hmm. But Zumba was just, just addicting and fun. And I was new to Edmonton. Um, I had started meeting some other friends, like through my family. Um, and made some, you know, friends there. I also had worked part-time at Montana's and made a couple of friends there. So started building my network and then meeting people at work, you know, kind of made a couple of friends there. And then this thing with Zumba happened where it was the same people going over and over and over, like the gym. And we would all, we kind of became, this might be a controversial word to use, but we all kind of became like little cult followers. <laughs> with the Zumba like we there was like at one point Zumba was so large in Edmonton like they could not we were packing the rooms we were probably past capacities the, like the windows like you know how fitness rooms have like the dance mirrors and the big fitness like wall to ceiling wall to wall ceiling to floor mirrors mm -hmm. in fitness rooms they would steam up because there were so many of us packed in and just just having a party then we like slowly kind of was like, oh, I know this person. Like we'd start smiling more, talking with people more, being friendly would lead to like, hey, would you want to go for a coffee sometime after this? Or, hey, there's a Zumba event coming up, like all of the instructors. What, as you would learn, it became Zumba was a huge thing with the instructors too. Like Zumba is a culture. Zumba is a world of its own. So there was these things called master classes. So then we'd start going to those and you'd meet more people and then you'd be friends. Like it just evolved 
it evolved and it evolved. And then it was like, well, why don't you take your Zumba training? So a couple of us are like, we can do that. Again, this is over the course of now, I'm thinking probably over like one year, maybe two years, three years in, like going to multiple Zumba classes a week and slowly just talking more and more to people and then becoming like, well, maybe I should become an instructor. They're like, oh, you should. There's such cool things. Like there's a Zumba convention. So if you never ever want to teach class, you get so many perks and you get to go to Orlando. And I'm like, well, I don't know. And I'm like, no, I think I could do this. Well, uh, holy, that's a whole different world. Um, shy, introverted Shauna, you know, one thing to stand in the back of the class to slowly standing in the front of the class and talking to people, to not talking to anybody, taking a training, a fitness training, like what, what the what? But I did. Um, and it took me forever before, like I know people that would take the training and go prepare and teach a class like the next week. I'm like, yeah, that's crazy to me. Like, I couldn't understand how people did it, but it became a personal goal. I'm like, this is a really good way for me to break out of my shell. And keep in mind, people, I'm in my 30s at this point, right? Became like, I was in the best, probably the best shape I ever was in since it's being a teenager um, when I played more sports, but I was in phenomenal shape. I loved the gym. It was the culture, the lifestyle that I wanted to be a part of, um, felt good. And then I worked, somebody asked me if I would teach sub for them. They're like, well, you're a teacher. Would you come sub for me? I'll pay you. I'm like, yeah, I have never taught before. Like, I'm probably pretty bad. They're like, build a class. That's okay. I, my people are the perfect group. It's small. I thought I was going to puke every, like the whole way through teaching those four classes. I don't think I was very good. I think they probably really uh, hated it. I don't know. Maybe they didn't. Who knows? But they would clearly know I was new. Um, but I made it through. And then it took a while before then. And then like all of the instructor friends, they would be like, oh, because like, you're, you're an instructor. Oh, you know the song. Like, do you want to come up on stage and help with the song or team teach? Or do you want to do a song? And would slowly build to eventually just, um, getting a class with the gym and becoming a fitness instructor part-time and then going on like these amazing vacations with my Zumba friends. I call them Zumba friends to keep it separated because these people are now just my mainstream friends. They're my people. Um, I made some really amazing, solid, wicked friendships and bonds with some of these people. Um, and we would just kind of we would do regular life things together we all kind of related to one another but we were so in like in, intertwined when it came to our gym health and wellness as well and we went to Orlando many times together like when we were there we would make it a vacation and go to Universal Studios or Disneyland uh, a few of us even went to Egypt together for a whole different Zumba experience it wasn't a Zumba funded um like it wasn't like Zumba convention that's hosted and put on by Zumba, but there was a Zen community. So Zumba instruct instructor network, they recreated their own little um, amazing Zumba event in Egypt, uh, the Egyptian Zen community. It was phenomenal. So in 2017, four of us went to Egypt and we went on a Nile river cruise and got to, you know, go on tours through some of these amazing Egyptian places all the while doing Zumba on these little like river boats and having a blast and making like some hardcore world memories. I remember that. Mm -hmm. I loved watching all those um, pictures and, and such that you had posted and it's like, oh my goodness. Like who I, I never once, like I've always thought, Zoom, you know, go to Egypt, but my goodness, when the opportunity presented itself, I was like, this is amazing. Why wouldn't I go? And going to Egypt was one of the best experiences. Um, it, it was such a, a wonderful country to visit and, uh, and see and the culture and the people. The people are so nice. I don't know how oh. else to how how else to say it other than like the group we were with, like the tour they put on for us, how they were um, as hosts. 
it was wonderful. Like it was so good. We had some stressful, um, bizarre things that happened. I don't want to take the thunder of the story. We'll have to have my friend Sherry come online once with us because her and I have a story that occurred in Egypt that you see in the movies and you think, ah, oh, yeah, that's not for real. And it's for real. And mm. also, I'll, I'll segue is her passport was lost slash stolen. And oh. just the 24 hours of chaos we went through in that time frame, the first 24 hours, and then what happened at the end. And it's a story that her and I need to like, I, I won't steal the story because it, it's, I, I'm only I'm only a supporting character in this. This is like she is. This is she's the pr protagonist. Protagonist antagonist. She's the main character. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it was. So, anyways, but that so Zumba. That's Zumba for me. And since I've moved here, um, well, pandemic. I pre-pandemic, I had injured my. I, I hurt, I injured my knee quite badly at a Zumba event, oddly enough. Um, and I hadn't been a working out for months while I healed. And then it was more like physio style. Then I slowly started working out rebuilding, but wasn't doing Zumba. And pre pandemic, I had only been slowly getting back to Zumba for a few months and really starting to get back into it, going into the gym more. And then pandemic hit. And then I, I moved and moved within a, you know, restrictions and closures, capacity issues, masks, um, open, closed, open, closed kind of thing. So mm -hmm. I never, ever really did reconnect to the gym here. Uh, so this week, I, well, once last year, I found a class and I went and it was okay. I think, I don't know if it was mindset, class, just the fit wasn't there. It didn't motivate me to want to keep going. Um, so last week I found, I was, I keep looking on the Zumba.com for classes and to see if there's anything close by. And there's been a class that I've been interested in going to, but I found out like it was off for the winter and it was going to come back for spring session. So I logged in to see if spring session had been posted yet and found other classes nearby, closer to me. I was like, oh, well, this is more convenient. Let me try one of them. So last Tuesday, I went to one. And I mean, my heart was singing. <laughs> it was so good. It was a lovely group of people. The instructor was just very energetic, enthusiastic, um, great music, great playlist, really good. Like she was a good instructor. Um, and the participants that were there were also just really nice. It was, looks like a nice little community. Because as everybody was leaving, like they made sure they addressed every person and said goodbye. And I'm like, you don't always see that. I was like, oh, I'm like, that's nice. Like people that don't know each other are actually acknowledging one another and saying hello and goodbye. I'm like, have I been locked up in my house for so long? That oh. maybe those things did happen before and it, we just took it for granted. Or I actually feel like this was like, oh, maybe I actually found a space that works for me. <laughs> so... And then today I went to the gym to check it out. And so I've done two Zumba classes this week. And that's more than I've done in probably a year. <laughs> wow. Considering I was addicted to it before. As a participant. I can see why a, though. Like I was a participant and a teacher. And even when I was teaching, I would still, I would go to less classes because I was, depended how many classes I was teaching. Because I went through a little phase there where I was teaching probably more than I should have. So then going as a participant wasn't as often, um, but it was always both. Like I liked going as a participant. I also liked teaching. And then it also led me to teach a few other formats, but well, my, you know, it, Zumba was my first and it was like the passionate one, the one that we were all more like amped about. Hmm. I did do Zumba. I was going to say joined... you've done Zumba before. Cause I remember oh. you me, you're like, um, I know you're addicted to Zumba. Like, I think I, I went, holy shit. <laughs> it was phenomenal. I for sure was addicted. I was, um, 
And like you said, you, you end up in a little cult following of uh, instructors. I had two instructors that I really enjoyed following. And then when I would find another instructor and I didn't like them, I always made sure to avoid them because they, it just annoyed me. It, I didn't enjoy it. It did not sing to me at all. In fact, it, I was like, if I had to, if I had first come in and did a Zumba class with that person, I probably would have walked out and never looked back again. And no one could have talked me back into trying one more time. But I lucked out and had a wonderful instructor and she were friends on Facebook and everything else. Unfortunately, in the last like, you know, with breaking my leg and all these other things. I had a few medical issues. And then, of course, COVID that um, I haven't been able to do any of the workouts and such. And I miss it. I miss it. I have turned on my music and, you know, tried to remember some of the steps and stuff. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. This is not, I, I honestly need to get back into the gym and start working out again. Yeah, no, it's, 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 oh, sorry, my phone's buzzing. Um, it, it, it is like once you get right into the rhythm and you're in a place that fits and it feels good, it's not hard. Um, we've talked a little bit of like, so for me, usually it's not hard. Well, no, but let me rephrase that. I go through ups and downs. But I had made a major shift in my life that it wasn't hard. It was my life. It was the forefront. It was a lifestyle. Whereas growing up, it was kind of there. Then it wouldn't be. Then it was there. Then it wouldn't be. And it was like, eh, whatever. I, I yep. got into that habit here. I shouldn't say habit. Like pandemic life. I was in the beginning. I was killing my at-home workouts. Because I do uh, belong to some at-home, you know, um, workouts online stuff a little community there one of my friend, you know friends that are coaches uh, and I really enjoy that too it's a different style of working out and I like the mm -hmm. programs I like the hype of that as well but and in the beginning pandemic time I'm like oh this is fantastic because I already have my online workouts I have my little you know pieces of equipment that I need and I carried on and I was kind of I was doing well and then when I moved, I got here, I had a really hard time getting into a routine with just, I'll just say with the life of moving in pandemic, new job, new living space, new scheduling in my life, in my head, just, and I, I didn't stop cold turkey. I was still doing stuff. I was still logging in. I'd still do the odd virtual Zumba class. Um, but my desire for it started waning. And then I think I was just getting tired of either seeing the four office walls or the like 16 condo walls because it's a it's kind of a weird built place. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Like, I think I just kind of lost. I lost my giddy up and go. And then this last winter, I got into a funk and we won't make that the focus of this because I'm really enjoying talking about the excitement of working out and like not just Zumba, but like the healthy lifestyle when it is connected and dialed in. And, and I'm not saying that I want to be all in or all nothing because I do know how to balance, but I liked it when it was my lifestyle and where that was the focus. It, like, and some people are like, oh, how come you don't want to come drinking with us because you want to go to Zumba? I'm like, yeah. And it wasn't because I was all in. It was like, no, I want to do Zumba because of how it is, how it makes me feel. It was it was like no different than some people wanting to go to the club. That's, you know, the endorphins you were burned. Like, yeah, like it was, a, it's an, it's basically an adult dance class it's for those people that like to go out dance. Like how about you as a young person, did you ever just go to the bar? Cause you wanted to dance to loud music, but not just oh, get yeah. shit faced. Right. Many times. That's what Zumba many, became. Many for, that's kind of how Zumba was at one point was like, you're just in this wicked environment whether it was the gym or these special fancy classes that we had that were hyped up with thousands of people, um, but just loud pumping music. And it was a way to dance and be fit. And it brought a different lifestyle where I felt good. Did I go through some phases where it was probably a little too extreme? 
absolutely. That's we can talk about those those conversations on another day. And I have a few different friends and guests that we can bring on or like listeners tell us about those times, like the good times, the bad times, or you're all in or all out. And, and how do you come into that part of your life where it doesn't have to be one or the other? Like just because you want to eat well this week or you want to regain control of your, your daily diet, if you mess it up today, it doesn't mean you give it up for the week to start Monday again. Like I had some, oh, what are they called? Ringos. I walked into the grocery store today and there was a big tub of those cheesy ball things. I'm like, I'm buying those. <laughs> do I need them? No. Do I want to be eating a little better? Absolutely. But do I know that I enjoy a snack and a little bit of junk food once in a while? Sure. So why can't I do both? And why can't I find the balance and really focus on that and not having it be all one or the other? That is actually one of the topics I wanted to bring up at a later date. And yeah, I, I am one of those people. It's all or nothing. I could start Monday and it could be great Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I'll go to Wendy's and get a double che bacon cheeseburger. I really wouldn't get that, but let's just say, and then a frosty and everything else. And then I'll be like, well, there you go. The rest of the week is done now. I'm, oh, I'll have to wait till Monday. No, actually, you don't. Uh, eat, eat what you want to eat, and then go work out later that night if there's a class that you want to go to, or you know, just continue on. Just reset. Like it, it doesn't mean it's good or bad. Just accept it for what it is, right? Yeah. And again, yep. I'm not an expert on it, but this we we go through the society of that we have to beat ourselves up if we're not air quote perfect in something, and it's not like this is just life. Do you have a friend that is a trainer that uh, we could talk to about something like this? Like, you know, because I don't think that trainers just talk about training and working out. It's a psychological oh, situation. Is. I've got multiple. You know, like I know that. I've got multiple connections in the different varieties. So um, we, we are going to. So when we're done with our Inventing Anna recaps, I feel like we should bring this topic back. Because it can be one full session for us, like one full yeah. sitting. Yeah. Um, I've got multiple people we can bring in to chat with. Perfect. Like I've got a friend that did bodybuilding shows and how that, oh. like the up and down of that for her um, and the lifestyle of that. I have other instructor friends um, that are, and I've got some people that are like coaches in the wellness world. Uh, different variety of different like certifications and licenses of what we are, what we can and cannot talk, you know, what we're skilled to, to talk about and um, coach on. Mm -hmm. But it, it just in general, um, I'm just happy that because we're getting close to our, our hour mark here. So I want to kind of yep. get close to it. But just in general, the spring is in the air, I'm coming out of a slump. And we did talk, we will talk more about because Angie's talked a little bit of some of her stories in her journey. Today's the first time I've talked kind of a little, a little bit more about me and we'll, we can do that some more and bring some people in with us. But coming out of this really harsh winter, this pandemic, um, as much as I know, and I have good things in my life and I'm thankful for things, it was a really tough winter. So to have been at two classes to something that I wasn't feeling passionate about, I was kind of not interested kind of triggered my brain like you know you want to go so just go the air changed mm -hmm. this week went to the classes and my soul's just feeling a little bit happier that I can start tackling that balance like you know the season I'm in it's okay to be a, it's okay to be me it's okay to do what I'm doing like I did have a not a double junior bacon cheeseburger, but I had a junior bacon cheeseburger yesterday. Funny that you say that. Because <laughs> I came home, I was so hungry. I was so tired. I was kind of stressed from the, the Friday work day and the week. I'm like, I'm having takeout for supper. And I sat here, I ate my takeout and I kind of felt sick after. I'm like, oh, you ate too fast. And then my boyfriend texted. He's like, I'm actually going to be home tonight. Can we have supper? I'm like, oh, he doesn't live with me, but, you know, he will come in for supper once in a while. I'm like, oh, I just ate and feel like a bag of poop, but I'll make you a good, healthy supper. <laughs> but, you know, like, <laughs> it's okay to have those moments. And I I didn't beat myself up over it. It's just like, woke up, carry on, and 
and get get going again like felt super motivated today so yeah yep i i can relate to all of that all of that i don't we actually don't eat out very often and it's just the way it is i'm a really darn good cook you are i've never been a good cook (laughs) i don't well we haven't been eating out because we haven't been able to but we've done yeah i I will i will not lie we've done skip the dishes but because of the nature of my partner's work when he does get to come over for food we typically will make something and it's make me it makes me want to cook when it's not just for me Mm -hmm. I'm, i'm a very basic i'm not good at it i don't love it um but i also don't like eating out too much because I do like to have some control over my food and mm-hmm. what you know but again ups and downs it's nice to, to have takeout once in a while takeout isn't necessarily always meaning like McDonald's sometimes it's like I, I want some you know I want a steak from the keg <laughs> oh ho, ho, yes <laughs> I understand all of that I love eating at the cattle baron for a prime rib with their horseradish sauce i'm addicted to their horseradish sauce whereas i'm also addicted to mcdonald's hot mustard sauce for the chicken mcnuggets i don't really want the chicken mcnuggets i want that hot sauce so when i order i usually ask for a kid's meal chicken mcnuggets and and five sauces (laughs) yes then i come home with it and then i make my own chicken nuggets just so i could have that sauce and i'm like yeah this is how we do it I, I'm, yes, I'm strange. No, that way, no, that's, we all have. I haven't figured out how to make it. If I could make my own, I'd definitely make my own. Uh, have you Googled mustard. it or gone on YouTube? Somebody's probably cracked that code. Oh, you know what? I should, I should, and I will. I, I really will one day. And I agree, you are a really good cook. So uh, speaking of that, one of my friends, she's a Zumba instructor. Um, she, her cooking is amazing. I, we should talk to her about coming on to, you guys could just talk about food and cooking and because yes. like, I'll look at her stuff. She'll post like, oh, we just whipped this up. I'm like, whip that up. I'd, I don't even know where to look for that recipe on the internet. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not a fancy smanchy cook. I'm a very basic, I could walk into anyone's kitchen probably uh, within reason, of course, and make a really good soup or something. You know, I remember with biscuits first, and everything. I remember one of the first times coming over to your place. I think you invited me for Easter because I wasn't able. That's when I lived in Calgary and mom and dad. We weren't going. We weren't going to Edmonton to mom and dad's for Easter. And you invited me over. And you made these delightful yams with the little marshmallows. Oh, my gosh. I think about those yeah. all the time. That, that is Monty's favorite. It's not my favorite. I don't like stuff like that. But if I had my own choice, I would take the yams and then I would thinly slice apples and put the apples over top with a little bit of sprinkling of like a little cinnamon and brown sugar and everything else and then bake it like that. That oh, is my favorite. My mouth is watering. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still drinking my coffee. I'll just have a sip of that to get rid of the salad. Yeah, I'm, I'm salivating. Oh, my coffee looks my coffee looks gross now um okay so is there anything else you want to talk about because you know i think we've covered a lot we did inventing anna we talked a little bit about your favorite pastime yeah i think no i we're we're good i you know our goal is to not bore our listeners with too much too much each time and again for those that have been coming out and listening thank you we hope you are enjoying it um interact with us i believe you can interact on the anchor website with us or where you're listening to the podcast there should be a question spot for you so you can do that it's let's talk more podcast um we have an email address which is let's talk more podcast at gmail.com we have we have TikTok. tiktok yeah, I'll let you do Instagram. And I am going to be putting in, uh, starting up Instagram right away, and I will be posting a whole bunch of pictures. Hopefully I could even find some old pictures of the two of us 
um, from when we first met and all the shows we've done and everything else and work our way. Well, those uh, would be now. So, and for people that are listening, when she says, I'll see if I can find some old pictures, this is pre cell phone days. So she'd be literally looking through boxes, probably or files uh-huh. or yeah. like for, for Kodak photos. <laughs> <laughs> not I looking, will be. Not looking through a, a jump drive of like on her laptop of like, oh, no, no, this is going old school. Exactly. So I do have uh, two stories of missing people. One is uh, based in Vancouver. Uh, I found this on the on Facebook with the Aboriginal community, and her name, the uh, the woman that is missing, her name is Jacqueline Jones. She was last seen on January eleventh, twenty twenty two. Uh, and possible known location was downtown East Side. East Side Vancouver is not a good side. So, um, if you know of uh, if you if you have seen Jacqueline, now she is five seven. She is Indigenous, brown hair, brown eyes. If you see her. Phone number is area code 604-717-3321, and that is the Vancouver Police Department. Uh, Jacqueline has two bear paws tattooed on her chest, Lily's tattooed on her upper left arm. Uh, When she spoke with her mom, she indicated that she had possibly broken her arm and collarbone, so she is likely, well, it's been three months, so hopefully she's healed from that. Jacqueline has a mild to moderate bilateral hearing impairment. So she usually communicates through text or uh, actual writing on paper, but she's able to communicate verbally back. So if you see her, please call 604-717-3321. Press 4, quoting the file number VA22-91. Nine three, and that's Jacqueline Jones. She's not a very like she's taller than me, but she's she looks like a smaller person. Like she's not um, like I would say she's probably about one hundred and twenty pounds. And then I have another one here that is um, from this month, and it is here in Calgary. They, the police department are asking for assistance in helping find Ryan Porterfield. He is 32 years old. He was last seen in the southwest community of Elboya, Calgary, on Tuesday, March 15th at approximately about 6 a.m. He had last communicated with his family via text message on March 15th at about 8.15 p.m. It is out of his character to not have any connection with his family, so they're worried about his well-being. And when he died, March 15th. So, so we are talking like days. a few days ago. Yeah. It's the 19th. Yep. Yep. So four days ago. He drives a 2021 Hyundai Elantra with Alberta license plates A27489. The vehicle was last located unattended north of Costco in Balzac. So that. We are talking like that is a 45-minute drive from where he resides to there. So that that kind of makes me really nervous because it was located uh, March 17th, so two days ago at 1.30 a.m. So technically, actually, that's more like 36 hours ago. Um, the RCMP and Calgary Police Service uh, Calgary Search and Rescue Association are all working together, but Porterfield has yet to be located. Um, area residents are asked to check their property and to report anything suspicious to the police. So if you live in the area of Elboya, I'm probably butchering that, take a look around. The snow has melted. Snoop around. If you see anything that does not belong in your yard that could belong to someone else and it's just really suspicious call it in please porterfield is about six one 
He's about 170 pounds with a slim build. Uh, he has blue-green eyes, slick back brown hair, and a long beard, along with tattoos on his shoulder, left arm, and half sleeve on his right arm. He typically wears the Carhartt uh, work pants and blue Altec work shirts, a black toque, Ray-Ban, aviator sunglasses, and black Etni skateboard shoes. So if anybody sees him, please call the non-emergency 403-266-1234. And he, again, he drives a gray 2021 Elantra. So, well, and again, again it's, he's only been missing a few days, so. Yeah, yeah. And his vehicle was only found like 36 hours ago. So, and again, 45 minutes away from where he normally lives. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. And that is it. All right. I well, have. Thanks for thanks for talking. Yeah. Thanks for the Who's call. A... Yeah. Who called have you? A great I, don't know. I can't. I can't keep up. Who called you? Doesn't really matter, <laughs> does it? <laughs> no, it doesn't. So. Awesome. Have a great day, everyone. Make good choices. Bye. Bye.